Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk football. Our guy, Kevin Sheehan, you hear him each and every day over on the Team 980. Kevin, thank you for the time, first of all. Secondly, what was your take going into the coaching search as far as uh, the names that had come out that they were interviewing? Like, What did you like? What didn't you like? Um, what's going on boys? Uh, I, I think these coordinators, I think, I mean, if we're all being honest with each other, we really don't know that much about what kind of head coach, you know, the kind of head coaches they will be. We know the former coaches. I am a little bit surprised just about Brable not being a part of the conversation here that we know of, but with respect to the coordinators, you know, if you look back, uh, and I think Hogshaven did this, a few days ago, if you look back at the last five years, you know, it's the offensive coordinators who have become head coaches that have had the most success. College coaches, disastrous. Former head coaches in another go-round, not very good. Defensive coordinators who became head coaches, not very good. So I think my my sort of preference all along was offense, um, and it certainly seems like we're headed towards Ben Johnson, but you know, it, it, the type of head coach he's going to be, the type of person, the type of leader, the type of, you know, manager of people of, of an organization, you know, uh, maybe he doesn't even know how good he'll be at that at this point because he's never done it. Kevin, obviously finding that coach is the number one priority of the ownership group now and, and Adam Peters and company. I totally get that. Are, are you surprised, though, at all that there hasn't been any kind of movement or rumbling anything about the the rest of his front office staff. And it sounds like it's just he's hanging out with all the Martys and all the incumbents from a a, a pretty bad set of regimes uh, over the years. Are you you surprised we haven't heard anything on that front? I am a little bit, Danny. But at the same time, you know, you don't have a head coach yet. Peters is just getting settled. You've got the senior bowl coming up. I, I would imagine that just like when Rivera took over, remember a lot of those people stayed. I mean, Kyle Smith stayed through that first draft. They've done all of this work. They've done all of this preparation. Uh, they're still under contract, um, I think, you know, in, in, the, in terms of the front office, or they're, they're still getting paid. So why not exhaust everything you can from that group until you have, you know, definitive replacements, I guess. But I, but I am a bit surprised that we, we haven't heard about what that front office is going to look like with Adam Peters, some sort of reporting on it certainly as it relates to the two Martys, Mayhew and Herney. I mean, Martin Mayhew has the same title currently um, as Adam Peters. We know he's not going to be the general manager, 
but they work together. I don't know if they liked each other or not, uh, or they, they, they can work with one another, but it might make sense for him to stay. Who knows? Let's say Ben Johnson is the head coach. I don't know if you spent a lot of time digging into this, but I've been thinking about D coordinator candidates that might come with him. Any names that are of interest to you? You don't want you haven't been talking about Joe Barry the entire show and his availability. <laughs> Joe Barry's not on my list. He's available. Enough. I'll tell you what, Vic Fangio would be amazing um, as a defensive coordinator. It's kind of interesting how it didn't work out for him in Miami, um, but it looks like maybe Philadelphia for him. Uh, I haven't given it a lot of thought um, as far as defensive coordinators. I've given it more thought with respect to OCs if they ended up hiring if they ended up hiring one of the defensive coordinators that they've interviewed. Um, I guess uh, there are guys that Ben Johnson's got a relationship with. Here's guys why one of the reasons we should root for San Francisco because if they can't hire him until the Super Bowl is over if Detroit makes it. It just puts him two weeks behind, I would guess, putting a staff together. doesn't mean that he can't start lining it up and people won't get, you know, uh, commitments from him to a certain degree. But there will be competition for some of these people, and some of these people may not want to wait. But, no, I, I have not given it specific thought in terms of defensive coordinator. Kevin, actually, I actually haven't heard you weigh in on this. I, I'm, I'm sure I probably missed it. But in terms of the draft, is there a style of quarterback that you are into, a.k.a. You know, uber-athletic Jaden Daniels, slightly more traditional Drake May, even though he's a, a decent athlete in his own right, but not like Daniels. Is there something you prefer one over the other, or is it just whatever Adam Peters says? There's no preference necessarily, but I am a Jaden Daniels fan. And I, I just I watched a lot of the LSU games. I mean, a lot of them start to finish, and... I think he's special, but I also am concerned about his body type and the fact that he's a little bit thin. Um, and I kind of like him more uh, as a, an upside uh, than Drake May. But May's good too, and like you just mentioned, uh, you know, May's very athletic and and mobile in his own right. Um, no preference, Danny. Not in this day and age. It's the best possible player. It's the best possible person, leader work ethic, all the intangibles, and have it mesh well with whoever your offensive designer and offensive play caller is. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm a big Jaden Daniels fan, too. And for the, I think we talked about it at one point a few months back or several weeks back. I think we both really liked the idea of landing him in the top 10. But now that they're at two, I'm in on May. The size and the profile and the fact that if it's Ben Johnson, like I think it's going to be you marry those two guys together. It makes sense. Are you still at a point with Daniels, though, where if you're picking two, you would take him for that electricity and that ceiling? No, I'm 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 all in on whatever is the right fit, and we we have to we've got to trust in Peters and potentially Ben Johnson to pick the guy that they've done the due diligence on. We haven't. The, they know what kind of offense they're going to run, and if it's similar to the offense that we've seen in Detroit the last couple of years, May might be a better fit. But but Grant. Jaden Daniels would be an excellent, you know, boot, play action, off of running game. In fact, in many ways, it might really benefit him as a young quarterback. And then he would be obviously amazing off schedule um, and as a scrambler and as a runner. And you'd probably work more designed run uh, and option run into the offense. But no, I'm, I'm kind of in that mode of we finally got rid of Dan. We've got a real general manager, maybe. And 
let's let them, you know, try to make this thing work for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer in, in Johnson schematically. I think he, you know, you look at a, a lot of different metrics that you can look into this year, but he's been a top five play caller and designer probably the last couple of years. So I think if you gave him the task, whether it's Drake May or it's Daniels, build an offense for this guy, I think he could do that. We saw Kyle, who prefers the Cousins, uh, Brock Purdy, run my offense, and don't ask questions, quarterback. You know, we, we saw what he did with Robert in 2012, right? So I, I think Ben Johnson could do either. For me, when I watch Drake May, I, I see the potential to have like a Justin Herbert type QB, and I just kind of salivate over the size and the ability in the pocket to operate. Whereas I think there's a little more guesswork. I love the electricity that the, the Lamar Jackson profile, if it's right for Daniels, but the size worries me a little bit. Nobody threw to more open receivers downfield statistically this year. Both his guys are going to go in the early first round. Uh, and I just think there's a little more in the pocket throwing the football question for me. That's all. Yeah, I mean, May's got a receiver that's going to go, you know, fairly high in the draft. And Detroit, let's face it, their weapons are, I mean, they're loaded. Amon Ross St. Brown is an elite receiver. Uh, you know, they've got Speed and Williams. They've got a good receiver in Reynolds. They've got a, a budding star in, in Laporta and a really good back. And it really came together this year. Now, there were moments last year where it came together as well without Gibbs and Laporta. But um, I think that one. On Daniels, I think we'd be selling him short if we thought about him just as a dual-threat guy, as a Lamar Jackson type or as an Anthony Richardson type. First of all, he doesn't have the same body type. He can really throw the football. Um, He probably threw the best deep ball in college football. I mean, maybe Penix Jr. uh, slightly better. Um, He's got a pretty quick release. And I actually think in a Detroit-style system – it would benefit any young quarterback, dual threat or not, um, to be able to do some of the things that Ben Johnson's done uh, with the Lions. And by the way, in the same similar way in which, you know, our guy, you know, who has worked with um, Kevin O'Connell and others, um, I think he'd be outstanding in that kind of an offense. But I, but I feel you on, on Drake May, too. I don't have a problem with Drake May at all. I like a lot of what I see in Drake May. But in terms of an off-schedule playmaker, yeah. he's as good as we've seen in the draft in a long time. It sounds now like I'm not a, a Jaden Daniels guy. I started by saying I am. One more thing I'll throw out there to look at, <clears throat> pressure to sack percentage. So we saw this with Sam Howell, right? This year in college football, everyone's is general. You know, Bo Nix is at 11. Penix is at 6%. You know, the guys that are in the middle, like McCarthy at 15 or Drake May, Caleb Williams, 18 19%. Jaden Daniels, 25% of pressures became sacks. So that, that's always an alarming number for me in college as well. Yeah, I think one of the things, and I, and I saw that and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, is just that I do think it was a simplified system. And I don't know if that's because of Jaden Daniels with Brian Kelly or not, but it really did appear to be one read, two reads, now go create. And on occasion, he didn't create under pressure. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, I – I, I, those are the things we don't know. Like, can he develop into a much more sophisticated, professional, you know, route tree progression passer? You know, we don't know that about Drake May either. Um, and we don't know it about any, any of these guys. That's but a crapshoot. Yeah. Total crapshoot. Total. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, but I do think it should be quarterback unless they hate them all. 
Kevin, pleasure as always, buddy. Talk soon. All right, boys. Thanks. See you, man. Kevin Sheehan, you can check him out each and every day over on the Team 980. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.